Hi, and welcome to our weekly broadcast. My name is Brian Likens, and today we're going to be looking at some and verses in, in the Word, uh, encouraging us that the Lord is our helper. You know, we we say that, and we we as believers, we should know that. You know, if you say, do you know that the Lord is your helper? Absolutely, He's my helper. But, you know, we need to be reminded of it. We need to be reminded of God's Word. We need to be reminded of how that the Lord has made provision for everything that we have need of, that the Lord has provided for us in far beyond what we could ever imagine our own self, what we could think or imagine. He's made provision for everything. And we're going to be looking at it in God's Word. And I'm, I really believe this will encourage you. You know, we need encouragement because, you know, we face things and challenges on a daily basis. So God's Word encourages us, gives us courage, gives us strength. And the more that we hear, the more we share it with each other, the more we, we uh, speak God's Word, testify about what God did, look at God's Word, get God's Word on the inside of us. This Word that He has left for us, the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth, that is what Jesus did. He gave us His instructions so that we would be able to stand strong and firm. And so when we keep going back to this, when we keep going back to His Word, even if you've heard it before, even if you've read it before, read it again, hear it again, listen again. Talk to someone. Let someone talk to you. Listen to good Bible teaching. Listen to good sermons. Listen to good, uh, you know, read good books about, about God's Word. These things cause your spirit man to come alive. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So today we're going to get into it and we're going to be looking in, in the book of John. We're going to look in Hebrews and we're just going to believe for uh, the, the wisdom and insight of the Lord's Word. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you today. And we thank you, Lord, for opening up our eyes, Lord. Give us that spiritual uh, wisdom and understanding that we need. We thank you, Lord, first of all, that you have given us your word to help us along the way. You've given us your word to strengthen us, spiritual food that gives us strength, spiritual food that uh, gives us what the nourishment that we need to stand firm, to hold fast, that we are not quitters and we will not give up. We are waiting patiently but anxiously, Lord, for your return. Lord, we thank you in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Now, um, you know, first of all, in Hebrews eleven six, you know, it, the Bible says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." You cannot please God without faith. And we're gonna we're gonna look at this where Jesus explains about the Holy Spirit and and his his coming that the world can't even see him. The world cannot receive him because they can't see with their natural eyes. The world looks at things, uh, only believes what it can touch, feel, smell, sense, taste. It can. It only believes what it can tangibly get a hold of. And uh, which <laughs> you, would, you, you, you would think that the world would be able to, to look at God's Word and get a hold of it because it takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does in creation. You know, people grasp a hold of things that are the, the craziest ideas, but cannot believe in a creator, a, a designer, a, you know, that God created all, all the, the universe and the, the intricacies, even our human body. You know, they won't believe in the creator, but they'll believe that out of, a, out of an explosion comes all of this beautiful um, earth and all of the things that are created because over, as long as it can take millions and billions and billions of years, oh, it can happen. But, you know, it, it, and, I, and I think it takes more faith to believe that than it does to t believe God's word. But listen to what Jesus says in, um, in, in John chapter 14, first of all, 
He's, he's getting ready to leave the, leave the earth, and he tells the disciples, this is the heart of the Lord, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's the first one I wanted to share with you. It, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe that the things that I've said to you are coming to pass. Believe that what I've, I have told you is true. And hold on because it's getting, it's going to be a bumpy ride. But don't let go. Buckle up. Don't jump off. Don't get out. But hold on. And so Jesus is explaining to the disciples and he tells them this. This is, this is his heart. He's not leaving them with, uh, you know what? I've, I've done my job. I've talked to you for, you know, three and a half years. I've told you everything you need to know. And if it, and if you, if you didn't get it by then, too bad, too late, you know, so sad. No, Jesus didn't do that. He, he made sure that he was leaving them with instructions to say, look, I'm going to be going away. I'm going to leave, but don't fear. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I've got this taken care of. And we'll look at, again, he, he says this in, in chapter 16. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But he's letting them know, don't fear. Don't let your hearts be troubled. So if, if Jesus was telling the disciples this, what do you think he's saying to us now? What do you think the Lord is saying to us in the situation we're in? If you ask the Lord about your situation and what's going on, do you think he would say, oh, you got, you got something to be worried about? You have something to be nervous about. I know things are really bad and, and pretty chaotic and, and everything you've known is changing or everything that, you know, the world is, is, is in chaos and in havoc and, and, and there's so much confusion and turmoil going on. I know you've got to know. He would say, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Believe that the words that I have spoken to you are true. They, my words, which, uh, I'm trying to jump a little bit ahead of it, John 6, 63. He says, my words, they are spirit and they are life. Let's go ahead and look at that. John 6, uh, 63, in the King James Version, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, or that gives life, and the flesh profiteth nothing. But the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The New Living Translation says, The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The message translation says, every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word, so it is life-making. Uh, the Passion Translation says, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. But the words I speak to you are spirit and life, but there are still some of you who won't believe. The words that Jesus spoke and every word that come out of his mouth was eternal. He didn't say anything that he didn't hear the Father uh, say or do anything that he didn't see the Father do. He did it by the Spirit. He didn't just uh, mouth off anything. Everything he said was purpose and was was creative. Everything he spoke was for eternity. Every word that he said was to keep on going, to keep on working. The words that he spoke were to keep life and the gospel moving and going. Every word that Jesus spoke was spirit and life. No death in it. But the words that he spoke were spirit and people that were of the natural mind could not understand or receive it. They couldn't get or receive or believe if they, if they only took it with their natural mind. But it had to be discerned from the spirit. And then he goes on. Listen to what he says in, uh, in, uh, uh, again in 14, uh, verse 15. If you love me, uh, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, 
That's a good word right there, that he will abide with you forever, never leaving you. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth in you. And I want to look at this in, in a different translation. It says, And I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And then in the message translation, it says, I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. And listen to what it says in the New Living in the 17. He is the only spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Now, I really, I really don't like the way it says that, that it, it's not looking for him, but because I believe in the way the King James says, because it seeth him not, because I believe that they're looking in their senses, in their natural senses. The message translation says, the world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. Now, that, I like that a little bit better. The world cannot take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for, but you know him and already because he has, he has been staying with you and will even be in you. The Spirit, the Spirit was already working there through Christ so they already recognized him. They, they should already have been familiar with him. But like the message translation says, the world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. When, the, when, when, when we look with our natural mind and our natural, our natural eyes and, and try to look or see things with our natural understanding, not recognizing, not seeing him with eyes of the Spirit, the world couldn't, couldn't receive the Holy Spirit because they couldn't see him. He wasn't tangible to them. He wasn't walking around someone that they could put eyes on, someone that they could put a face to. You know, the, the Spirit was uh, working through Christ, and now He says He's with you, but He's going to be in you. The same way that the Spirit of, the Spirit of God was in Christ lives on the inside of us. Now, Christ was, had Him in the fullness. We have Him in part, but collectively as the body of Christ, Christ we have the fullness of God on the inside of us collectively as a body. The Spirit lives and abides on the inside of us, living and dwelling in us. And He is our helper. And the Lord was telling the disciples, look, I'm leaving you, but I'm not going to leave you without another comforter, an advocate, someone that's going to be on your side and that will never leave you, will never, ever leave you. And, you know, a lot of times we go by our feelings and we think, well, I don't feel God. I don't, or maybe I've, maybe I've sinned or I've, I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been praying. So I feel like a little bit guilty. I feel like that maybe I feel ashamed that, you know, uh, God may be, may be disappointed in me. So he's not even, not even wanting to be with me. That is the farthest thing from the truth. God is not disappointed in you. God knew you. He knew what kind of person you were. He knew that you were faulty. He knew you were going to fail. He knew you had weaknesses. He knew you, you know, if you, if you have trouble reading or he knew if you have, if you have weaknesses in prayer and, and trouble praying or you're, you know, you're a fleshly person and you, you know, you want to, uh, you know, you know, you got to be busy all the time and, and God has to reel you back in to get a moment with you. God knew that about you. But you know what? I've got six children and each one of my children's personality is different. Each one of them is different and unique. They're not all exactly the same. Some of them are, are more quiet than the others. Someone will talk and I can just sit there and not say a word. Some of them, you know, some of them I have to pull it out of. But 
you know, each one is is different in their own way. And so when I react with them, or, and I don't expect them all to act or be the same, but my love for them doesn't change because that they have different personalities or they have different weaknesses or some have different strengths. You know, they're stronger in certain areas. But I don't look at them and say, oh, eh, you know, you're not, uh, you're not like the other one. So, no, I love them. I love who they are. I love that they're unique. And it's okay because I know that I can bring it out of them or I can draw it out of them. God is not concerned about who you are or, uh, you know, how your, your, your shortcomings are. He can handle that and he can deal with that. So he's provided for everything that we have need of. So, you know, uh, what I was, the point I was trying to make was that sometimes we don't feel that, you know, that we're worthy of, of God's presence or we don't, we're not worthy of his, his, him loving us, but that's the farthest from the truth. God, the Bible says that God chose us. He chose us. We didn't choose him. He loved us so much that he made provision and made the plan of salvation. He loved us before we were even on the earth. He knew us. He, the, our spirit came from heaven. It came from God. God knew who we were. He knew that we would be in this earth and he loved it and could not wait to see us grow and mature and, and to come into a, uh, a place of knowing him. God loves us. He knows us from the inside out, knows us better than we know ourselves. And yet he still chose us. He loves us so much and he made provision for the Holy Spirit. So when you're, when you're feeling that, uh, you know, maybe you're not worthy, don't, don't look at it about your, you know, what you think God thinks. Know that God loves you where you are and who you are, and He He will help you. You got problems, you got you got you got things that need to change. He'll help you change. He's not concerned about that. God's not going. Wow, mm, this is a tough one here. Yeah, I should have thought about this one before I formed them in their mother's womb. <laughs> Maybe I should have. No, God is saying, Hey, I can handle this. I can take I can take anybody that's willing and humble. And I can change whatever's going on and I can help bring them out and grow them and make them stronger. So, you know, don't don't think that just because you don't feel or that you're not qual you maybe don't feel qualified or good enough to deserve God's love or his mercy or his his presence or to for him to want to spend time with you. God loves it when you spend time with him, even if the only thing you do is go to him whenever you need something. Now that's not the best, you know. It's not it, as parents we don't always just like, yes, my child's coming to me when they need money <laughs> or when they need me to go do something or work on their house or work on their car. Yes, but you know what? I'll take it if that's what if that's what I and until we can grow to a place to where it's like, man, they're just called me up because they just want to be with me or or just want to spend time with me or just want to say, hey, how's your day, man? What's going on? I was thinking about you. You know, uh, that is awesome. But, you know, we'll take any communication we can get and, and we'll wait for those special days. But, you know, God loves us so much that that he's provided for everything we have need of. So if you're the whole point of all of that, I know it was a lot of rabbit trails. But the whole point of all that was that if you're feeling like you're not, you know, you're, you're not worth the time, that's a lie from the devil. You're not worth God's uh, God's time to spend on you. God loves us so much that he provided the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us, and he knows who we are. He knows us inside and out. And God has made that provision. 
He's made the place. He's made the way. But the world doesn't see him. They don't see because they're looking through that natural eye. But when we look through God's word, when we when we take the moment to believe and trust, you came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by believing in something you couldn't see. You heard the word. You heard the gospel. You heard the message of salvation, of forgiveness of sins, and something clicked on the inside of you. And you believed without seeing. You believed without having anybody, uh, you know, God didn't manifest something down and, and lay it out in a book that, you know, that uh, a book that was signed in gold, you know, here's the contract or here's my promise to you. No, you took it. You heard that you heard it by faith. You heard it, the words and by faith, you took a hold of it. You heard somebody say that Jesus died for you and paid the price to wash your sins away. And on the inside, truth was sparked. And it said, yes, yes, I'll take it. I believe it. I receive that. And so you took that by faith. And the only way, you know, you, you weren't taking it with the natural eyes or with the natural understanding. And that's the way we have to receive the Holy Spirit. That's where we have to receive spiritual things from the Lord, from the Bible. We have to receive them with spiritual understanding. So Jesus has made provision. He's made a way. Again, I know that was a little bit rabbit trail. And look what he says, and, and he goes on. Now, he's, he's telling them about the, the comforter in, in 16, uh, John chapter 16, and then verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he's saying, look, it's better for you that I leave the earth. I know you don't want me to go. I know you, you don't want me to leave. And, and, but if I do, it's going to be better for you because I'm here in one place, in one geographic location. But when I send the Holy Spirit, he will be with everyone that is possible. Everyone that believes. He is able to be, wrap your head around that. The Holy Spirit is able to be in all of us at different geographic locations. That's God. That is amazing. But he, he's telling them to comfort them, to, to let them know, I've, make, I've made provision. I've made a way for you. I'm sending the helper. The helper is the precious Holy Spirit of God, the third part of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on, and, and this is one of my favorite verses in John 16, 33. And he tells them, he says, uh, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the Amplified it says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, and undaunted. For I have overcome the world, and I've deprived it of power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. Jesus has conquered every uh, every principality, every power, every spirit of darkness, everything that we would ever face. He's already conquered and defeated and conquered it for us made provision, made a way, and He sent the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us, the Spirit of the living God, to pray through us. And you can look at this in Romans. I won't go into all of this, but in Romans, at the day, well, go back, at the day of Pentecost, whenever they were gathered in one room and all in one accord, 
and they heard the sound of the mighty rushing wind, and the Spirit of God filled that place and filled them all, filled them all, and they spoke in other languages. They spoke in, in languages that could be heard, and they spoke in languages that no one understood, but only God knew. So the Spirit of God speaking through you can speak a language that another another uh, nationality can understand and a language that only God understands and is able to pray through you and to speak through you the wisdoms and the mysteries of the of the kingdom of heaven and pray in Romans 8:26 it talks about praying how, uh, in ways that we don't know how to pray praying making intercession for us through groanings the spirit on the inside if you've ever been praying and all of a sudden you felt this just urge or this this like a a, a groaning or, or moaning on the inside of you. Uh, uh, you if you look at, if you look at some people praying you'd almost think they were in labor but it's something it's it's birthing something spiritually on the inside there is a, a groaning and, and, a, and a pressure and a pushing trying to release something get it out of the spirit into the natural and that's the, how the Holy Spirit works and operates bringing something from the spirit from the inside out into the natural. So taking God's word, listening, listening and, and receiving and hearing God's word by faith, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you and listen for that. Listen for the, for the voice on the inside, not the voice that, that, that comes with a nagging and, a, and a, a chattering, but listen for that still small, that inward voice. Listen and, and ask if, you, if you're if you're wondering, Holy Spirit, is this you asking? Holy Spirit, make yourself real. Make yourself known. Make yourself sure to me that 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 I, I understand this. I don't want to miss you, so I'm asking you not not out of out of uh, disbelief or doubt, but Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to just make it clear to me. You make it clear to me, and I'll do my best to obey your very word. You make it clear to me, and I and I'll I'll do my best to to do the best I can to to do whatever you ask of me. Asking the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to you. Don't do it in a in a in a you know that the worldly way of of well, if you show me, then I then I'll do it. You know, not with arrogance or with pride, but with humility. Holy Spirit, I want to obey you. I want to do what you say. I'm just asking you that to to help me to be help me to know and to, to be able to step out by faith. Just help me help me make it clear to me. And He'll work with you and He'll walk with you. He is a helper. He's not a hammer. He's not a, he's not a he's not a lording over you. He's nurturing you and helping you along the way. You know, he wants us to succeed. He wants us to come up higher. He wants us to do better. He doesn't want us to fail. God does not enjoy it when we fail. So he sent the helper to help us to stay in faith, to get up whenever we feel like quitting, to keep going, to keep pressing on, not backing up, not going backwards, not not uh, fainting away, not running off for every doctrine, but taking the word of God. If it says it in this book, then I'm going to take it and I'm going to stand by this. I'm not going to just listen to every weird type of, of, of doctrine about, you know, every road leads to God, you know, and any road you path, any path you take will lead to God. No, there's only one way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. God has already made a way and it's the best way. It's the only way. There's no better way to go. You know, uh, all roads lead to, lead to God is, is ridiculous, in, even in the natural world. You know, you can't, you can't try to, you know, go to, if you want to go to New Orleans or Alabama or Florida from Kentucky, you're not, uh, if you pick a state, let's say, uh, if you're going to go to Florida from Kentucky, I can't just take any road. If I take any road, I may wind up on the West Coast in California. So 
Even in the natural, not every road leads to anywhere. Not all roads lead to God, but there is a road that, that God made a way, and that way is through Jesus Christ. And if you're having trouble believing that, if you're having trouble you know, uh, taking a hold of that, just keep asking the Lord. Lord, I'm asking you to make it clear. Make it plain. I want to believe. You know, I'm having trouble. I'm doubting. But Lord, be, just be honest with Him. Lord, I am struggling, but I want to believe you. And I'm asking you just to make it clear and show me. And I'll, I'll do my best to follow after you. And the Lord will, I promise you, will show up and make Himself strong. But He's made provision. He's provided the, the precious Spirit of God to be our helper, to help us through these troubled times. And we can trust. Look, look at the example that Christ left when He left the earth. He hasn't changed. The Bible says the, the, that I am the Lord and I change not. He's not changing His mindset from when He left the earth with the disciples. If, he's, if He helped them then, He's still helping us now. If He made provision right then, that shows you that God is going to keep on providing. God is going to keep on making sure, helping us along the way. And He's made provision through His Word. The Bible says in Psalms that uh, I, I didn't... Ooh, We'll, we'll get to that next time. I want to read that to you in Psalms, but you know the 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 in Psalms one nineteen the one the the famous uh, scripture the that Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word lights my pathway. Your word lights. It is a lamp to my feet and lights my path as I step, as I walk by faith. Every step I take, you don't light it up miles down the road. You light it as I walk with you, as I take a step, as I. Act in obedience, and as I move, you light it along the way. As I move, the light keeps going, and you keep me on the path. So I don't, you know, I can't. I'm not. I'm not gonna just take off into a sprint, no, and leave the light behind. <laughs> then I'm gonna fall off into a ditch. But I'm gonna just keep walking with you as you light my path. That light lights my way, and I'm gonna stay on the path. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna back up. And Lord, the promise of your word is, you sent us your helper. That'll never leave us, and He'll never, ever let us go. So let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank You today, and we worship You, Lord. Father, I'm asking You to help people that, that, are, that are crying out or they're hungry, Lord, to know more of You. They're hungry to know about the Holy Spirit. They're hungry to know that, that, they have the, that You sent the Comforter to be with us and to help us. They're hungry to know, God, that you love them and that you really do care for them and that even though they've failed and they've messed up and all the things that's going on, Lord, you have made provision. You've already paid the price for all the sin. You've done dealt with that. And all, all you're asking of them, Lord, is to humble themselves, to, to, to repent, Lord God, humble themselves and admit to you that they cannot do it without you. Lord, you're not looking to humiliate them, but you're just asking them to humble themselves. Lord, that they are the ones doing it, coming to you, not with arrogance, not with pride, but with humility. And Lord God, your word says that anyone that comes to you will not be disappointed and you will never turn them away. Father, we thank you today in the precious name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.